Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. I am Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley here in northern Colorado, and I am ready to take your calls, your questions, your prayer requests, and love for you to call in today on this Monday. It's the 12th of June, and give me a call at 303-690-3000. You just heard that number There's another way for you to be able to communicate to me a question or a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. That's for texting only. And uh, as we are in between calls or time permits, we'll go to the text questions and prayer requests. do want to remind you that that text line is a uh, prayer line that is uh, available for you to text in a prayer request 24-7. And the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora will uh, take those prayer requests, and they will be praying for you. And I think that's a wonderful ministry that they have established. Uh, And so take opportunity to send in your prayer requests, because we all need prayer. And uh, I want to start the show out by praying. Uh, Give us a call. We've got open lines. But I want to pray for uh, the fellowship at Calvary Church in Aurora. As this weekend, they lost one of their pastors who went home to be with the Lord, uh, Avent Ramsey. And uh, I know that they're grieving, and I just want you guys to know that we here in Greeley, we love you guys. We're praying for you. Uh, We're going to pray for uh, uh, Avent's wife, uh, Barb, and uh, his sons and grandchildren, his family, and then a church that is grieving for uh, one of their pastors that went home to be with uh, the Lord. And what a tremendous uh, promise that we have of a living hope uh, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But when somebody passes away, uh, we go through that grieving process. It's 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 um, something that I know that uh, we here at the Calvary Chapel family uh, in Colorado, particularly, uh, we share in your grief and your sorrow. Uh, Avent was one that made us feel very welcome when we went down to a pastor community breakfast. Uh, We went down to refresh. We went to other times down to visit, and uh, he was tremendous, tremendous, um, just a prayer warrior, uh, a blessing. And you at Calvary Church in in Aurora, you had the privilege uh, of being blessed by him week after week, year after year. And I know that you're grieving deeply, but um, we are here to pray with you and pray for you and be praying for the fellowship there and the loss of uh, their their pastor, uh, one of their pastors there. So, Father, we do pray. We pray for Avon's family, uh, his wife, Barb, his sons, uh, two sons and grandbabies that are just grieving for the loss of um, a husband, a loss of a father, a grandfather, and for a congregation uh, that is grieving over the loss of uh, someone who because of his ministry, praying with those there. He had a ministry of prayer with many uh, of the Word, just a 
gentle man, a compassionate man, a very humble man. And because of that, Calvary Church in Aurora um, has been able to minister to so many through his ministry. And Lord, um, so many people are, are doing better in the things of the Lord, in the ways of the Lord, because of his ministry. So they are thankful, but as they miss their brother, one of their pastors, I just pray for your peace. I pray for uh, your provision. I pray for your strength and wisdom. And Lord, to be with the family, may they perceive your presence. And in this time of sorrow and grief, that they would know that you love them and they would know that there are others, uh, those of us of the Calvary family, that we share with them this grief. And um, there are those that uh, are here. We want to be here to serve and to minister. But Lord, we just pray that you would show yourself strong on their behalf. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So keep them in prayer. And and um, we just love you guys there at Calvary Church in Aurora. You're like our family here in Greeley. And so we grieve with you. And um, we're going to continue to pray for you guys. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. As I said, it's June the 12th, Monday afternoon. Very uh wet and rainy day here in Colorado. Once again, be praying because we in northern Colorado have had some flood problems and it's an agriculture area and and all the rain creates other problems as well for those who are working in the fields, trying to get out in the fields. And uh, we appreciate the rain, uh, but sometimes it can be a little bit too much of a good thing. So um, we want to uh, just have you pray for us in Colorado that uh, as the snow continues to melt uh, and as the rains come in, that uh, that the rivers wouldn't uh, flood uh, too much. And we're just praying for some relief. So pray for us. So welcome everyone who's listening on Grace FM along the Front Range in Colorado, uh, two different stations into southern Wyoming. I want to welcome all those who are listening live on uh, the Radio by Grace Network, many stations, I believe 78 stations in several states, you're listening live on this Monday afternoon. And then those of you who are listening online, whether it's on the app or on the website, uh, Grace FM, uh, you can call at 303-690-3000. the call-in number. And the text line is 720-336-0897. And those who are week-delayed, Living Water Radio, I'd love to hear from you guys from Corpus Christi, Texas. You guys are new to the Calvary Live family. Love to hear from you. Let us know that you're listening um, and uh, we're available for you to be able to minister to you. And then those who are listening, Higher Rock Radio in, in Idaho, and then Truth FM and Hope FM on the East Coast, uh, welcome. Uh, love to talk to you. Jeff Figs again of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. we got one open line. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Lynn in Lakewood. Hi, Hi Lynn. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Hi, I am down here in Lakewood. Uh, my son, Jason, is in court session right now. I talked to you about it on Sunday. Yeah. But I would love for you to pray and for the whole church community to pray. He's yeah. currently right now giving his testimony for his custody of his two little girls. Yeah. He's asking for 50-50, and his ex-wife is saying just a lot of lies, so I'm praying that... As the Lord is battling this for him, the lies come out, and the judge can see what's um, what's being said. 
and just for for victory for what is best for these two little girls whom he has the Christian influence for um, since his wife does not uh, have a belief in the Lord. Yeah. But the more time he's with, uh, the girls are with his with their dad, the better. So could you please pray right now as yeah. he's on the stand? Father, I do pray. As uh, Lynn has kept me updated on this, and um, I know these two little girls, and they're very precious in your sight. I also know the heart of Lynn is to do what is best for the girls and um, not desiring for there to be um, this friction and, and uh, strained relationship. But, Lord, um, I just thank you for Lynn's heart uh, in wanting the best. But, Lord, we just pray that uh, you would intervene, that you would um, just be with every process and those involved in it and decisions that is made. Uh, Lord, you know the truth, that that truth would come out. And Lord, I just lift this up to you, that Lynn and um, everyone involved would trust you and rest in you and know that you love these girls and um, and you love both the parents. And I do pray that you would work it out for good. And Lord, I just pray that Lynn right now, she's with them showing support, that you would just give her the wisdom to be able to minister to her, her family, to her son and to her grandchildren. And Lord, show yourself strong on their behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Be praying, Lynn. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You bet. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. Got two open lines. Text line 720-336-0897. And you can text in a prayer request. You can text in a question. Love to be able to talk to you. Let's go to Laramie, Wyoming. Andy. How's it going, Pastor? Good. How are you, Andy? I'm doing good. I have a question about Daniel chapter 3, specifically Mm -hmm. the mention of, uh, it says, I forgot which verse off the top of my head, it says that the fourth man was like a son of man, or in other translation, I've seen a son of the gods in NASB. Um, I'm Catholic, and so we have this thing called the Deuterocanon, which also has an extra edition, which mentions both before and afterwards that it was an angel of the Lord, which saved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, is it considered by the Church as a whole to be the Son of Man, so a prefiguring of Jesus Christ, or is it an angel? You know, there's a debate on that, um, as the... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into that burning, fiery furnace. You know, and I read that, and I'm thinking about, here is those three Hebrew young men thrown in the fire, and there's Nebuchadnezzar. He's, you know, full of rage. Uh, He is, his countenance changed. Turned the furnace up seven times hotter than normal. I don't even know if you can do that. And he's down below, and he does, and, you know, kind of the background for the sake of our reader, our listeners, uh, who may not be uh, very familiar with the chapter, and I think a lot of us are, because we've heard of, of that account, even as children go into Sunday school class, but there's Nebuchadnezzar looking in, and he sees one who, um, as it says, um, you know, he says, how many men were in there? Well, didn't we cast three men? And they said, true, O king. I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. They're not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. And as you said, some of the translations are the Son of the Gods. 
And I personally believe that it was a Christophany, an appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament as we look at that, and that he was with them. And uh, he was, um, you know, they uh, were there fellowshipping with him. Um, I, I believe that um, it was him yeah, in a furnace with them, just as he's with us, even in the fiery trials that we go through in life. So I personally believe that it was the Lord. Um, and here they come out, nothing's burned, um, not a hair on their um, body, clothes not singed, didn't smell like smoke. But did you notice, and I think this is very important, that the only thing that got burnt were the, the ropes that had them tied up. And I know that in the trials that we go through and trusting in the Lord and in those times where we feel like the enemy's coming against us and wants to throw us into a burning furnace in life where we go through those trials, that we can know that the Lord is with us. So I think it's personally um, the fourth was uh, Christophany of Jesus Christ. Gotcha. And yeah, and thanks for bringing that up too, because it reminds me a lot of Second Maccabees, where it talks about the seven sons who were martyred, but they still kept on to their faith, even in death, that they would live on to see the Lord. And so, all very it, good. Yeah. And you know, Andy, here's the thing, um, that as you, you read the whole chapter, that uh, just because we have time to, you know, just kind of mention a few things that are, I hope, an encouragement to you and to the listeners. Uh, but the world is, you know, Nebuchadnezzar was demanding that these three uh, young men bow down to his image, um, to his statue. And the world comes along and is, we're feeling as Christians, just the pressure to bow down to the images of the world. And if you don't, then you're going to get roasted. And they show such courage and trust in the Lord and saying, we will trust in our God. Our God will deliver us. And if not, you know, um, uh, let it be known to you, King, that we won't serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. And that's such an important um, statement of faith that I pray for all of us. It took great courage for these guys. They stood before these three young guys the most powerful man on the face of the earth. And this guy, this hothead, you know, threw him in to where even the guys, the the guards that were uh, escorting him down that catwalk to throw him into the furnace, they got killed. And it takes a lot of courage today for us um, to not bow down to the the ways of the world, the gods of the world, the demands of the world, um, and to know that the Lord is with us. So a wonderful, wonderful chapter that you're reading. So I appreciate your call. Yep, thank you so much. You bet, Andy. God bless you guys up there in Laramie. All right, got open lines, 303-690-3000. It's a call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. You know, the book of Daniel is such a powerful book because the first six chapters are very personal. They speak of the person of Daniel. And in chapter 3, of course, Daniel's not mentioned. Uh, one of the questions is, where was Daniel? So maybe that's a question that you might have, and, and you want to discuss that, give me a call. But these three guys who were dedicated, that we saw in chapter 2, uh, saw in chapter 1, that, that were dedicated to the Lord, uh, would not bow down to the demand of Nebuchadnezzar to bow down to his image. Listen, Christian, there's a lot of pressure out there for us to bow down to the images of the world. 
Babylon's trying to take us away captive and our young people. And they had such a heart to for the Lord. And uh, Daniel in chapter 1, he was determined not to to defile himself with the king's meat and the king's wine. And uh, it's such a wonderful testimony and encouragement to us to stay true to the Lord and to know that he's with us in the fiery trials. And maybe you're going through a fiery trial, trial right now, uh, difficulties, the pressures of the world, or maybe the circumstances that you find yourself in. Love to just pray with you. So give me a call. we got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897 is that text line. Also, it just reminds me of the importance of really ministering for you, all of us, to be in fellowship, uh, but parents to really be ministering to your kids. Because Daniel was influenced by, you know, his family that got him, um, you know, in the scriptures, uh, prayed for him, uh, just uh, really ministered to him spiritually. I just picture Daniel's parents as ones that really prioritized that, and we need to do the same thing because Babylon is trying to take our kids away. And uh, it's something that's been on my heart. We had a vacation Bible school last week, and in that Vacation Bible School Children's Festival, um, you know, it's so wonderful to see those who came out, older um, saints, um, seniors, and then youth that came out and helped working together to minister to the kids, uh, those who uh, every week are ministering to our children here. You know, being a good Bible-teaching church, but also a church that's going to minister to your kids, the things of the Lord, the Word of the Lord, not just entertain them or put them in a corner and they can play games, uh, but really is teaching them at their level, and that's critical. And um, as you know, we talk about that, those are the things that I think the Lord really has pressed on me lately. On Friday night, uh, Sue and I, my wife, were able to have the young adults over, and we made them dinner, and we just sat and talked with them and prayed with them and um, taught them. I was able to give them a lesson uh, from Moses. Uh, it was wonderful to spend that time with them. So we really want to pray for our young people that are really feeling the effects of Babylon trying to pull them away or the Nebuchadnezzars of the world that are demanding us to bow down to you know the, the statues of the world. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. we got all open lines right now. Love to be able to talk to you, to encourage you, pray with you. Um, and to be able to bless you in any way that we can. Um, there is a text. We'll go to the text line. Can a born-again believer in Jesus Christ miss the rapture? Um, I believe what the Scripture teaches us is that um, when Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, he is speaking about the resurrection. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, when he says, that uh, let me read it to you. Behold, I tell you a mystery: we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. So, it's speaking of our final victory when we go home to be with the Lord, and I do believe that uh, Christians will be raptured. All means all to me, and uh, I know there's different thoughts on that. Um, but I don't see anywhere in the Scripture where a portion of the church uh, is going to move into the tribulation period. 
And, and so um, I believe that as a born-again Christian, you know, we talk about our security in salvation, and it's based on faith. And I believe that as we have faith in Jesus Christ, we'll be raptured and taken up to heaven. And um, we can be assured of that, uh, that we who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And those before us uh, will be raised up to get their new resurrected body. So I believe that as a born-again Christian, you will be raptured. Um, to me, the scripture is very clear about that. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897 is the text line. And so let's go to Sherry in Aurora. Hi, Sherry. Hi, how are you? I am fine. What can we do for you? Well, I've recently, at the age of 56, discovered that I have a mental illness. But in the previous seven or eight years, I've consumed way too much alcohol. I was married to Prince Charming, living a lap of luxury, and then decided to get divorced because he believed in aliens, not God. And I went through menopause. I had a midlife crisis. I had a mental breakdown. I've lost most of my money, which could have got me through retirement. My children are troubled because this parent with a mental illness was awarded custody, and I should not have been. And now they're living troubled lives, and the people that they're around are living troubled lives. Someone in our circle went drunk driving yesterday morning or two mornings ago, and hit an elderly woman. We don't know if she's dead or alive. This is a lifestyle that I've come to in the yeah. last two years. When I was living life very free. Yeah, and you know what, Sherry, you're calling for, you know, prayer. We want to pray for you, and I'm sure there's a long list of things that you can continue that has troubled your life. But I want you to know this: that the Lord wants you to come to Him. He desires for you to turn away from the alcohol, from from all those things. And he wants to just minister to you, to your mind, to your soul, to your body, in your circumstances. He cares about you and he loves you, but he's desiring for you to come to him and to turn to him, to trust in him, be submitted to him, to be in a place where you can renew your mind, uh, where you're hearing the Bible, you're reading the Bible, listening to praise music, and that you put those things away that um, can, you know, that, in, and I think that's what I'm hearing that you're saying, um, that the lifestyle that you live, um, you want to turn to Christ, live for him. And the invitation is always to come, to come, turn to him, uh, to believe in him, and to allow him to do that work and restore the years that the locusts have eaten. So, Father, I pray for Sherry. I just pray that, you would just, uh, she's asking for delivery from this mental illness that she's dealing with, that you would just uh, help her to come back to the Lord. Um, and there are consequences. Uh, there are repercussions of the past, even as she began to describe it. But Lord, that we know that she can put it under the blood of Jesus. She can turn to you, come home to you, call out to you. And Lord, I pray that you would just um, help her um, just draw close to you in every way, mentally, uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and trust in you that you would grow her, uh, that you bring healing to her and uh, to her mind. 
you bring healing to her in every way, that you bring her wisdom, that you bring her the comfort she needs, and she would know that you love her. You want to do this work. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would draw her to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Sherry? Yeah. Sherry, you still there? Are you yes. a believer? Are you a believer? I am. I okay. am, and I was baptized two weeks ago, and I've been walking oh, a spiritual good. life. And good. I was baptized Mormon and all kinds of and all kinds of demons and spiritual warfare I had to go through in this born-again process. Um, yeah. Because it didn't happen until I was 56. And so, it's, yeah. It's never know. too late to come to the Lord. And now you're not going to the Mormon Church, are you? No. Okay, good. So, you know, get in a good Bible-believing church. You know, you got baptized, which is that declaration that I am a believer and know that God wants to do that work, that um, he wants to work in every area of her life, and that, yeah, you're experiencing the consequences of, you know, everything that you've gone through through the years. Um, but know this, that uh, you can, even as Paul, Paul would talk about the consequences that he went through. And I want to give you a verse from Philippians. Uh, Paul would talk about how he was an insolent man. He was the waster of the church. And and he came from a different um, angle. He was very religious, and he says, I count all these things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but which is through faith in Christ, by righteousness, which is by God in faith. And he goes on, and he says, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal, the prize, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is saying that I'm going to put that all under the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to move forward in knowing him and walking with him and loving him. And shortly after that verse, he says, Oh, that I may know you, Lord, and know that he desires for you to just draw closer to him to depend on him, and he wants to do a marvelous work in your heart. So um, I just want to reiterate that to you, Sherry. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You touched my heart and soul. My okay. memory is foggy. I have traumatic brain injury, but and I'm so I sorry. will look at Philippians. So thank you, sir. Yeah. And I'm you called to realize all this and have to take care of myself, and it's a challenge. Yeah, and I know that it is, but he's with you, and he desires to, to work in your life. And call back anytime you need prayer, okay? I will. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Uh-huh. The message for all of us, you know, you may be in a place where you might think, the Lord will never accept me, and, and um, or the Lord must be so disgusted with me. The message of the Lord is always to come home, to repent, to come home, to turn to him. Um, he desires for you to do that. Um, it, it's not, oh, get away, uh, but for you to make that decision to come to the Lord. Maybe somebody's out there that you are thinking, the Lord will never accept me. He will, but he wants you to turn to him. He wants you to repent of your sins. He wants you to quit going the direction you're going and turn to him and allow him to bring that forgiveness and just do that work that he wants to do in your life. So we're getting ready to go to break. we got all open lines, so grab one of those open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 
336-0897. And so I'd love to talk to you. Grab Maybe you've been wanting to call. This is the time to call right now and uh, on this Monday. And love to be able to encourage you, answer your questions, pray with you, um, whatever it is that you need. We're here to serve you, to minister to you God's word and God's grace. So 303-690-3000. Grab an open line. When we go to breaks, the only break of the program. And then we will be right back on the other side of the break as you hear the music. Again, that text line, if you'd rather do that, 720-336-0897. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live on this Monday. It is the 12th of June. It feels more like early May lately with all the rain here in Colorado and cloudy weather. It's supposed to kind of change the weather pattern starting this weekend and warm up and start to feel like summer. And I'm looking forward to it. I think we all are. The rain uh, has been good. The mountains are green. Oh, uh, they're beautiful. But it also creates some problems and uh, flooding issues. And that's an issue up here in northern Colorado. Uh, And just the guys are out in the fields uh, cutting hay and uh, desiring to cut hay or uh, try to get it up. It's, It's a challenge. And and uh, the field's being wet. So we're just uh, be praying for us here and uh, that we do get some relief. And, um, you, know, you know, the rain is good, but sometimes it's too much of a good thing. And uh, so we just uh, pray that the uh, you're safe out there. Those of you in the listening area, I know there's some strong storms to the north and to the east of us. Just be careful. Uh, be weather-wise. And uh, as you head up in the mountains, just be careful in the streams or flowing very, very uh, fast and so uh, be careful uh, wherever you're at and uh, take those precautions that are necessary. Also, that uh, in a few weeks here, uh, it's going to be less than two weeks the start of the Greeley Stampede. So if you're up, a lot of people come from all over uh, to the Greeley Stampede. Uh, uh, if you have opportunity to say hello to us here at Calvary Greeley, love for you to be able to do that. Stop by and say hi. Let us know that you listen to us, or maybe you're coming out to vacation to Colorado. People come from all over the country, and and we're on the radio um, in, I believe, 26 states and 88 stations. Um, and if you have opportunity, say hello, as we're only about 45 uh, miles from the entrance of Rocky Mountain National Park. Love for you to come by and visit us and say hello. So we got two open lines. Let me give you those numbers again, 303 690 3000 is the call-in number, and then we have the text line 720-336-0897. We're going to go to Memphis, Tennessee, Kimball. Hi, Kimball. Yes, hi. Hi, you're on Calvary Live. Hi, yes, I was calling just for a prayer request on my life. Okay. I'm just in the situation where I just... I'm not sure of what I should do, you know. Um, it's just things 
that's been happening, like, for instance, like my brother's passing and just other things that have been causing, like, a strain and progression of progression in my life. And um, for an example, like, I just getting getting into, like, relationships that I I felt from my own understanding they would last, uh, but but I I'm always left just just in left field. I'm always okay. left out, yeah. you know, because because they're not lasting. And I'm just wondering, like, what what do I need to do, like, for my life to see progression, you know? And I'm in this situation where I I'm in Memphis, but I'm not sure if I want to stay here or move out of state and I people people that has been coming in my life has been you know causing a pause on that mm-hmm. I wouldn't say a hindrance because these are you know people that I care about but still it's still leaving me in a situation where I'm just where where yeah. they, they will leave and it'll leave me like yeah. almost starting all over again yeah yeah and I'm so sorry it's been a, a difficult couple of years for you. Um, and the loss of your brother on top of it, the relationship problems, the the direction that you're wondering where to go, you're grieving right now. You're grieving for the loss of your brother. And sometimes as we grieve, it's very difficult to really focus on, on things. And, um, you know, sometimes the clarity is a little foggy. And you said, where do I go? You said you're not progressing, and I'm assuming in your spiritual life. And you have a lot of questions right now. And I, I, there's a couple of verses that I was thinking of when you were talking. And one was when Jesus stood on that hillside, and he said, Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the Lord gives that invitation to you right now to go to him and yoke yourself with him. That is that you just abide in him, stay close to him. In a yoke, you probably know what it is, is when two animals would be a wooden collar would, uh, you know, yoke them together and they would travel together. And know that the Lord, his yoke is easy. You see, when we took, take on the yoke of ourselves, you know, trying to figure things out, um, or we try to take on the yoke of the world, it's hard and it's burdensome. But Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And he says, as you labor and as you are heavy laden, that I'm going to give you rest. And that's what he desires for you to do as you come and you trust in him and as you look to him. And as you're making decisions, he desires to lead you and guide you uh, in the decisions that you're making. But you go to him. And we talked a little bit about this on uh, the services yesterday, that oftentimes that I get asked as a pastor, what is, um, what is you know, God's will for me? You know, should I move like what you're saying? Uh, should I have these uh, individuals in my life, uh, relationships, Um you want to have good relationships. You want to have brothers and sisters in the Lord uh, that are going to encourage you and build you up and pray for you. Um, that's important for us, especially in the day in which we are in. And Paul, when he was praying for the church at Colossae, 
uh, he would pray that uh, that may you know uh, be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So I would encourage you, Kimball, number one, just say, Lord, I need to hear from you. I need you. I'm tired. I'm weary. I've been grieving. I need to make decisions and to go to him and learn of him. Be reading your Bible every single day. Be in a church where there's good Bible teaching that has taken place. Have good relationships with brothers and sisters, particularly sisters, that will be able to just um, to just be able to be there to encourage you, um, t- to build you up, and to pray for you, to listen, to minister to you, and then you go to the Lord in the decisions that you have to make. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you, and that comes to relationships. Um, they you wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord for a godly man to come along. You wait on uh, the Lord for him to show you and to give you a peace that rules in your heart, as Colossians chapter 3 says, um, that even as Isaiah 30 declares, that as you go to him and as you wait on him, that he's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to you a word. So it's looking to the Lord. And there's probably a lot of things that you don't understand right now that what direction do I go? Where, you know, do, where do, you know, what, um, what do I do in this situation or this relationship or should I move? And the Lord does want to guide you and direct you and speak a word to you and to just fall back on him to, you know, just speak to you through the word, that still small voice, and to know that um, you can trust him and rest in him uh, because he's the one, it's that, that close personal relationship that we have with him. So Kimball, know that that he wants to work so much in your life. He loves you. He loves you very much. And sometimes we think that, oh, I'm not progressing. Go to the Lord in the honesty of your heart and say, Lord, I know maybe that I'm not what I could be. I'm not what I should be. I haven't been praying like you know I, sh- I, I could, but he says, come. Come and you seek the Lord and you look to him. And I was telling the congregation yesterday that it's the time of the year we find ourselves in these long days um, that for you to just grab your Bible, grab a pad and a pen, go and get alone with the Lord and saying, I need to make decisions, Lord. Where do you want me about relationships? Where do you want me to be in fellowship? And just begin to read the word and draw close to him and yoke yourself with him and um, get good godly counsel from people who are going to be there to encourage you. And the Lord is going to do um, just a marvelous work in your heart day by day, moment by moment. And here's the thing. A lot of times we want to know what's going to happen in six months, what's going to happen in a year from now. The Lord says, I want you to come see me today and then come see me the next day. And he's going to guide you and direct you day by day as you draw close to him as he speaks to you in that still, small voice. And I hope that's an encouragement to you. It is, and thank you. Thank you so much. And I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for Kimball that's gone through just, it's been hard and difficult, but you know everything that she's gone through. And I just pray that you help her as she's um, gone through the grief, and I'm sure she still is, of the loss of her brother. And, Lord, that as she's been in relationships that have not been healthy and good, 
that Lord, as she's making decisions where she should be and Lord, that the most important decision right now for her is to go to you and to learn of you and to trust you, to be in your word, to be in a place where she can be encouraged and taught the word of God, uh, where she's being strengthened uh, by you, that Lord, that you would speak to her and Lord, that you would uh, just draw her close to you in every way, that she would grow in the knowledge of God and strengthen with all might according to your glory, Lord, um, for your power and all patience and long suffering, And, Lord, that you would restore unto her the joy of her salvation. And, Lord, that she would not only trust in you, but rest in you. Day by day, just um, learning of you, uh, turning to you, um, just growing in the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ. And, Lord, speak to her heart on decisions that need to be made. You promise that you'll do that. So, Lord, I just pray for her. I pray that she would know that you love her and that you desire to do work in her heart and trusting her and resting um, in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, and thank you so much. And if you need prayer, you keep in touch, okay? Okay, I will. Okay, Kimball, blessings. Maybe you're out there and you're weary and you're heavy laden, and the Lord standing on that hillside would say, Come to me. Go to the Lord. He desires for us to do that. And again, it goes back to sometimes we think, Lord, can I go to you? I'm not praying enough. I'm not, you know, I'm just, he says, come, come, come to him. Yield yourself to him. Trust in him. All of us need the Lord so much in our lives. Well, I believe we've got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Um... Text line 720-336-0897 is what we have. And I believe we got all open lines, guys, is what I am showing. So um, we're going to go to the text line. And I know some of you have uh, put in uh, some uh, questions or some prayer requests. Uh, Somebody who um, uh, is asking for prayer for uh, family uh, restoration and um, just a mother who's bitter towards me, her only daughter. And so we just pray for this prayer request. Um, This one uh, that is working two jobs. And I pray for Maria that you would just help her, that you would guide her. I pray that there would be a restoring in the family. And Lord, I just pray that there be, um, Lord, just not only a restoring, but Lord, um, that you would just take the bitterness away. There would be understanding and clarity and forgiveness that is needed. And I just pray that you would do that work um, in her life as she asks for prayer and as she um, just desires it. I know that that's what you desire, Lord, as well. So uh, just pray for Maria. Maria, just pray that you would just guide her and uh, be with her family. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Will the Antichrist be born supernaturally, and how old will he be when he comes to power? Uh, That is a a question that sometimes I get asked. We don't know how old the Antichrist is going to be when he comes into power. We do know that he'll come into power after 
the rapture of the church, and then which that which constrains Second Thessalonians chapter two will do so until he is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed. Is what the scriptures tells us. Uh, some suspect, and this is just a thought. Um, the Bible is silent on it, so um, we can't make make it for certain. But Jesus was about thirty years of age. He was thirty when he uh, began his public ministry. And so Antichrist, anti is not only the meaning of against Christ, but instead of Christ. He, he's a counterfeit. So if the Antichrist is a counterfeit, that it could be very well that he'll come to power um, when he's about 30 years old. But again, we don't know for sure. Uh, there was a question that was asked uh, last week, will he come out of the United States? Because it seems like we're in election year. That every election year is like one of the candidates is, you know, deemed as the Antichrist. Um, I don't believe that the Antichrist is going to come out of the United States. I think Daniel makes it very clear it's, he, he is, and the Word of God does. He's going to come out of that revived Roman Empire. He's going to come out of um, that empire that will come on the scene in the last days. Uh, so uh, he, there's no indication and uh, that he, at all that he's going to be born supernaturally. Jesus is the only one that was ever born supernaturally. The Antichrist uh, will come on this scene empowered by Satan, but he will not be born supernaturally. So that answers those questions. 303-690-3000, the call-in number. Give me a call. Got time. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ben and Elizabeth. Ben? Yes. Hi, you're on Calvary Live. How you doing, Pastor? I'm good, Ben. Uh, I have a, a really good friend. He's my son's father-in-law. And his name's Steve, and he's in the operating room right now. If you can pray for him, uh, that he—they're trying to close him up, but he got a lot of fluid, so they're trying to close him up and pray that uh, the doctors and that he would uh, come out of this because he's—he uh, went down. He's not. It was just a simple operation, and it's just getting worse. And okay, okay. Father, we do pray right now um, as um, this surgery has taken place. Some complications uh, perhaps have come up. Just be with the surgical team. Give them wisdom. Uh, give them um, just skill. Guide their hands. But, Lord, we pray for your hand to be upon Steve, that, Lord, that uh, he would come out of surgery, be able to go through recovery, uh, be able to go through whatever rehab he needs to do, that you bring healing that you bring strength to him. But, Lord, we just pray for him, that you would uh, just touch him and and, um, help him get through this surgery right now. And we just pray that you would uh, just do that work. We pray for your compassion. We pray for your mercy upon him. And we just commit him to you at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate you. Yeah, you bet. Absolutely. You have a beautiful day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and so I'd love to talk to you and and uh, be able to minister to you, and maybe you got prayer and uh, be able to uh, just bless you in any way that we can. Let's go to Westminster, Bill. Hello? Hi, Bill. How are you? Good, Pastor Jeff. How are you today? I'm doing good. Good. Wonderful. Um, hey, I had a question my wife is reading in the New International Version 
the Bible, and she's in the Song of Songs, and she asked me a question. I just kind of was a little confused, and I just wanted to see if you could give me some clarity, because you're a pretty smart guy. <laughs> and that's a tough question from the Song of Solomon, so, uh, that you know, it's such a the po- poetic language that is. is there. So I'll try to do my best. Okay, very good. So um, it's right in the beginning, and it, it is in 5, 2 through 10, roughly. And he's talking about, um, open to me, my sister, my darling, my dove, my flawless one. But then he jumps and he starts talking about um, a male. And he refers to um, this as my lover left, he has gone. Now, did that switch over to her speaking is what I assumed? What I got, and I'm just kind of looking at this... um very quickly, and it's been a little while since I've been in the Song of Solomon, but the maiden describes her dream, is what she's doing there in chapter 5, uh, and her beloved coming to her at the door at night, and that's where you're kind of quoting, open for me, my sister, my love, uh, as uh, the beloved is coming, um, saying, open up for me, my sister, my love, my dove, my perfect one, for my head is covered with dew, my locks of the drops of the night, and then you were quoting of, then it goes to his friends, Edo friends, drink, yes, drink deeply. And then the uh, Shulamite speaks again, doesn't she? So what verses exactly were you looking at and questioned about? Um, so it would jumps to um, verse 6, and it's open for my lover, but my lover had left, he was gone. My heart sank at his departure. And um, I looked for him, but did not find him. I called for him, I but he did him. not answer. Right. Um, so that's where the confusion is. Okay, and so you're wondering, again, tell me again. Is, is it, they're talking initially about Solomon in 2, where, listen, my lover is knocking over to me, my sister, my darling, coming from Solomon. And then it seems like it must jump to the woman, Yes. Speaking of him, is that what it does? Yeah, it does. And she's speaking to him. You know, it kind of reads like a play. Um, and so it's the the beloved speaking, open up the door. Um, and then the Shulamite who speaks and says, kind of like, I, I, I can't find you. You know, I rose for my beloved is what I did. The answer to the door, the call that was given. and mm-hmm. And I called, but he gave me no answer. And and so that's where um, she's searching for her beloved, and it's kind of like this disappointing search that is there. So it's the Shulamite that is speaking at that point. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I, I thought that that's what it was. I mean, I'm a pretty avid Bible, read, Bible reader and whatnot, but she just got kind of hung up, and, and I really couldn't give her a clear answer, which I know you need to be very clear. Yeah, and I think it's it's kind of she's having a dream, Um as the the beloved comes and it, she's having a trouble evening, kind of like a bad dream in this, and she's looking for the beloved, uh, but she can't find them. Uh, there is no answer, um, and she had, uh, you know, almost like she had waited for him too long. She she you know was asleep and she missed out. He was calling. He knocked on the door. It's kind of like somebody comes to your door. And they leave because you waited too long. So she okay. wakes up, out, you know, and says, hey, he's gone. She's disappointed as she calls out to her beloved. And that's where she is saying, 
um, that, you know, he, he's gone. He's, I saw him, but I could not find him. I called, but he gave me no answer. Okay. And then do you have time to answer one more quick question? Sure. Okay, so this one is in reference to a very, very good friend of mine passed away this last September. Mm. Um, I've known him for years. He was an unbeliever. We're very good friends. And over the last course of the last three years, I've had some health issues. And it would give me the opportunity to witness to him. He never grew up with any kind of faith, no understanding or belief in God or Jesus. So I started explaining to him what took place, and I started telling him that it was God that healed me and that it was my trust in God and my trust in Jesus. And um, eventually he had gotten sick, and he started to be on board. Um, two weeks before he passed away, he knew that he was going to pass away, and he called me, and we were trying to get together for a visit. Um, and I was hoping to get one more last time to witness to him, knowing he was dying. So he said, you know, Bill, I remember everything you told me about God and Jesus, but which was wonderful to hear that come from him. But um, two weeks goes by, and his wife called me and said he's really taken a, a turn for the worse, and he wanted to see me. So I went to his house, sat by his bedside. Now, keep in mind, none of his family, nobody that he knows or friends or anything, know anything about God or Jesus. I was really, it seems like, the only connection he had. So as I sat on his bedside, and he could barely talk, but he was coherent, he was holding my hand, I was holding him, and I told him, I said, Bob, you remember everything that I told you about God, about about believing in Jesus? And I said, do you believe all that? And he said, yes. And um, But I said, you just trust in Jesus to save you, you confess your sins. But I never actually said, Bob, repeat after me, Jesus, I trust in you. Will you accept me? Is, you know what I'm saying? I never actually yeah. got to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and my concern is I did, I was kind of caught up emotionally in the moment, and yeah. I yeah. feel like I let him down, and I'm concerned about it. Well, here, yeah, here's the thing, Bill, is it isn't saying a prayer that saves you to remember. It's faith that saves you. And as you gave the question, you know, do you believe Jesus died for your sins? At that moment, he answered yes, and you got to entrust that to the Lord. you got to entrust that to the Lord of, you know, because— we have people come down and we want them, you know, uh, to confess with their mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in their hearts that God raised them from the dead. Uh, but it, it isn't a prayer that saves you. Repeat after me, even though that's an evangelistic tool um, that that uh, we do for people just to speak that belief that's in their heart. But that's where you just entrust them to the Lord. And, um, and he knows. And, uh, you know, sometimes... I, I've even, when I've ministered to people, and, you, you know, God brought you there for a reason. God brought you there because you were the one that was in his life, the only one that was a Christian, and you witnessed to him. So that work was being done even before that moment. And um, he knew that uh, as he was going to be passing into eternity, you asked him a very important question, and it was yes. I kind of think about, remember in John chapter 9, the man who was born blind, and uh, he was healed by Jesus. As the, you know, Jesus wiped mud in his eyes and told him to go wash in the pool, pool of Siloam, and he was cleansed. And then the religious leaders are saying, you know, how were you healed? And it wasn't how, it was who. And then Jesus saw him, 
and um and said that do you believe um in the son of god um and the blind man that was formerly blind said yes um as jesus said i am he but the simple answer was yes and um and that's why it reminds me of the answer that this man gave to you that he said yes you know i do believe and entrust that to the lord so you know, sometimes we we think, oh, I wish I would have had him say a prayer. Um, it was a very emotional time, but um, the Lord knows who were his. And uh, you asked him a very important question, and he answered in the affirmative in it. And that's where you say, okay, Lord, I just entrust that uh, to you. And um, so, uh, you know, we do our best, and we just got to commit everything else to him. Okay. Maybe that's Satan attacking me in some sort of way and making yeah. me question, but it has been hard. It, it It is, and I understand, and I think sometimes Satan does that. He sells us this bill of goods of, you didn't do it right, so, you know, um, you, you know, you didn't do it properly. And even Christians can make it so difficult. Um, just saying a prayer, you know, going down doesn't save you. Well, it's faith. That's where you got to remember right. it's faith that saves them. Right. And you, you know, and that's where um, you just got to leave it. So, yeah. okay. hey, God oh, bless you, I Bill. That creature, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, hey, God, thank you so much. You really helped me a lot. You bet. Hey, God bless you. We didn't get to everybody, but I'll be back tomorrow at the same time. In the meantime, God bless you. Have a wonderful evening in the Lord. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer. God's Word.